Every single incident will be jotted in this poet's notepad, for instance, dreams, heartbreak, moments, the joyful and the sad. Every single grain of sand that falls from the hourglass into God's hand will not be time wasted. I refuse for my past to be passed over. I'll scream every word if that's what it takes for me to be heard. I want to see your face as you feel the pain stored in these pages. And in these lines, friends and family will see themselves through my eyes. Bonds made and severed ties. Love lost and love left to die. This man might, but this poet never lies. Every spoken word is spoken from my soul. My heart bleeds through these poems. My feelings can't be contained and were never meant to be hidden. But the people who these poems hold a purpose for and were meant for never have time to listen. Poems are just letters never sent. But had they been, would this poet even exist? Thank you for returning to Poetry on the Go with Roe. This is your girl, Rashonda. And today on my episode, I have a special guest poet, Sincere. And I'm excited to have you on. Um, obviously, if you didn't know by now, you should know, but I'm a huge fan. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. So I'll just have you to introduce you. yourself and let the listeners uh, know whatever you'd like to have them know about you. First and foremost, Ro, thank you so much for having me on. Behind the scenes, the fans don't know this, but it took us a little while to get this right. But <laughs> we are here, and I'm happy to be here. Yes. My name is Sincere. I go by Sincere Words. And I am a poet, just like you. Yes. And I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you. Yes. Um, What did they say? Third time's the charm. So we got, we got <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's, not, let's not even talk about it. Let's not even talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> but um I'm glad to have you um I definitely been wanting to do this with you for a while now because I yes, enjoy you your yeah I enjoy your poetry um I came across your page I think from maybe a hashtag or something and I just yeah just been a fan ever since so is that really how it started bro because I can't pinpoint Yes, when we first started communicating and talking online. But it yeah. seems like a while now. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while. Um, I think so. Honestly, I think I came across your page for my hashtag. So Oh wow. Um, okay. Hashtags works, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. So yeah. And I just been enjoying your poetry ever since. So and even um your other content like your music and stuff. So um, and your videos, they're on point. Like you, do you do your videos by yourself? No, I use my friend Kasiat. Mm -hmm. He's one of the best videographers out of Queens, New York. It's amazing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, he does a great job. Well, um, you're welcome. So, um, tell us about their poem, Notepad. That's what we'd like to know. Okay. I host my own poetry events here in Los Angeles. I moved from Queens, New York here. And I use Notepad not only as a start to every show, but in my book, Homicides and Heartbreaks, mm -hmm. it's the first poem in the book. Okay. I'd say to everyone, as a poet, our journey starts with a pen and piece of paper or a notepad, you know? Yeah. That's it. In the poem, I even say, you may not hear these words, you may not listen, but once you read these words, you'll understand my full intentions, you'll see my feelings. Like, you can ignore me when I'm speaking, but if you read this poem and it actually reaches you, mm -hmm. you can't ignore it. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I say poems are just letters never sent. Cause that's really what it is. Sometimes when, whether we're talking to ourselves, we're talking to God, we're talking to life, we're mm-hmm. talking to anyone, mm-hmm. we're writing about them. We're writing about our experiences. We're writing about these moments. We're questioning life. We're questioning our decisions. And it all goes into our notepads and eventually and hopefully out to the world. Yeah, that is so true. I love that because that that's definitely how it starts <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's awesome um and I love that you say that you know poems are just letters that are never sent because that's how it started for me when I was 14 I uh, had written my first poem <laughs> was mm. yeah <laughs> so it was, it was a, a love letter that was never sent so <laughs> <laughs> makes sense a lot of people do start off with love letters yeah (laughs) so that's cool what would you say uh what was your first poem when did you first start writing wow uh well we have a little bit of time the story is a little lengthy but i'm sure you don't mind right yeah not at all i'd love to hear it yo ro i'm a tourist Mm -hmm. and i'm very stubborn (laughs) tell me i can't do some shit i do that shit like you know (laughs) the first poem i ever written was in third grade and I will never forget the story until the day I die. Like, even friends that I have to this day that were in that classroom still remember this story. Nice. I've written a poem. I think it was, like, during April Poetry Month or something like that. They had all the kids write poems. And, you know, we're in third grade, so no one's expecting spectacular poetry. Or, you know, we're just writing little ones and two lines, you know? hmm So I wrote a poem entitled, Oh, How I Wish to Be Young Again. Already, I'm in third grade, you know? So it's like, when my, teacher, <laughs> when my teacher read the poem, she was like a little thrown off. And she tried to embarrass me. Like, she said, which book did you steal this from? I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, she's like, I'm in third grade. She's a grown woman. She's dead serious. Like, she's dead ass mad. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, which book did you steal this from? I'm like, I didn't, what are you talking about? I just wrote this. She went out into the hallway, grabbed the other teachers from like the neighboring classroom. was like, come out, come outside, y'all. He said he wrote this. And, like, she really tried to clown me. Like, I'm mm. like, yo, what's up with this lady? <laughs> so for the rest of the, like, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes in the classroom, maybe even more than that, I don't remember. She sat on the carpet where we do read-alouds and stuff and mm. went through the cubbies and looked through each of the poetry books that she handed out. And she tried to find the poem. I'm like, miss. <laughs> like, what are you like, so after she couldn't find it, she really apologized to me. She's like, wow, you really did write this. I'm like, yeah. what? Like, as, as a kid... <laughs> I really didn't understand why she didn't believe I wrote this. Like, you know? Yeah. And I've told this story for years. <laughs> for years. And it wasn't until maybe 2017, 2018 when I was telling the story mm-hmm. and it clicked in my mind what I was actually talking about. I'm like, wait. Oh, how I wish to be young again. In the poem, I remember I was saying things like, oh, I wish to be young again so I could play with my son oh, I wish to be young again so I can teach him how to ride a bike and do this and do that, you know? (laughs) And it really dawned on me, like, wait, I was talking about my father. Like, as a kid, you know, like, you you look at the world and you try to make sense of it. Yeah. And you don't really realize, like, how much children notice. And even if they can't understand all concepts in life, Mm -hmm. they notice everything and they're sponges, they absorb it. So when I was young in third grade, my father was already in like his 60s or something like that because mm-hmm. I was adopted. So my fam- my parents are always much older than me. 
Okay. And at that time, I remember he didn't teach me how to ride a bike. He couldn't play with me the way I wanted him to play with me and do things like, you know, like mm-hmm. it was my older siblings or like people on the block that taught me how to do things and stuff. So I guess as a child, that was just me trying to comprehend that. Like, oh, I wish to be young again so I could play with my son. And it was wasn't until a couple of years ago. I'm like, wow, I was talking about my dad that whole time. Like <laughs> as much as I told that story, I've never made that correlation. Like I just, I always remember the, the poem title, Oh, I Wish to Be Young Again. I remember what, what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I never really realized like, wait, I was talking about myself. Like I was talking about my life and things. And I was just like, wow. I'm sure in the moment back then, I probably knew, or maybe I didn't know, maybe I unconsciously was just writing about that because it was on my mind. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until a few years ago that it really came full circle. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and it shows you how poetry is like just a release, an outlet for us to, like I said, I use my poetry to question my life decisions, life around me, things I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we all do. Yeah. Even when we're writing love letters to people, sometimes we go in our notes first and try to work it out in our notes, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's how I got into poetry. Because from that day, that woman telling me, write this, you couldn't have done this. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna show you, bitch. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> since third grade, I've always written poetry. From third grade, I've always written poetry. Mm-hmm. Up until high school when I started actually releasing my poetry. Okay. And then after high school, I started making videos for my poetry and just started putting myself out there. And then I took a big hiatus because of life and things. And it wasn't until maybe three years ago that I got back out into the field of, let me start hitting more stages. Let me be more active because I would use therapy. I mean, poetry as therapy. Mm-hmm. Like I would just hit a stage when I felt it was needed. You know, like I just go to open mics or just go to certain stages when I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But as far as becoming featured in certain venues and places, it wasn't until a couple of years ago. I'm like, yeah, let me hit it. Let me hit the scene full force because yeah. I got all these stories piling up and it's time for me to tell my story. Whether you're yeah. a rapper, singer, actor, director, we're all just selling our stories. That's true. So that's okay. my poetry life. Okay. <laughs> How I got into poetry, why I do poetry now and why mm-hmm. I'm going to continue doing poetry because I want in 400 years from now, kids to be reading my poetry in their classrooms like they read Shakespeare and stuff you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's yeah. what I do for cool well that's great I think that's wonderful and um so to ask you about the story you're saying you're that you're writing about your dad do you think that it was like you were hearing your dad saying how he wishes he was young again no because my father never said anything like that so okay. I think that was just my child mind saying that to myself. Like, you know, my father always mm-hmm. went to work, came home, ate, watched TV, went to sleep, went to work. You know, regular dad <laughs> stuff, like, you know? Yeah. But yeah. my dad, like I said, he wasn't, like, young to where it's like, yeah, let's go to the park. Like, you know, and things like that. Because that man probably hadn't been to the park in 20 years before I was born. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, 30 years or something. So okay, I think that was just my young mind interpreting things. He never said anything like that. Okay. That makes sense. Now, I just wondered if he did, because I feel as if um, I hear quite a few older people that are, they're not even that much older. They'll be like in their 50s or 60s. And my aunts, it's always my aunts. They're always just saying like, whenever they see me, they'd be like, oh, I remember when I used to look this way like that and have this and that going on and 
So that's why I was just wondering if your dad was <laughs> saying that too. So, but that's cool though. I appreciate that story. Um, so can you tell us more about your book? Because I know, you know, I was harassing you about it. So, um, I just um definitely needed some advice on how you got started and stuff so I can get started on mine. But I um even though we don't know each other oh yeah that's another thing for the listeners to know like sincere and i haven't even met in person yet we just (laughs) we just be supporting each other through instagram and um yeah like i said i came across his page and i i've just been enjoying it since so but yeah you've been a um a big help too i feel like i it was nice to witness kind of seeing you start your book and then actually getting it published and out right there. yeah so can you have me? been asking me throughout the process and that's so cool yeah. yeah you know social media like even with people i do know in real life mm-hmm. i probably haven't seen them in years but because mm-hmm. of social media we see each other every day and interact with each other it's hard to like even fathom that like wait yo bro we really haven't met but yeah. you know we have such a good rapport that i feel like i do know you in some bit you know yeah I feel the same. I agree with that. I feel the same. So yeah. Um. Well, definitely. Like I was telling you, I'm gonna make my way out there so I can attend your show. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, tell us all about your book, and then also you hosting at the poetry event that you do. How's that going? Okay. Well, first, my book is entitled "Homicides and Heartbreaks." It's uh, it's a story that's going to be told over different mediums. Okay. The first book is a poetry book from my perspective. I'm the main character, pretty much, of the book. Okay. But the next series is the next book in the series is going to be a novel, where I just go a little bit more deeper into the other characters and people in my lives. You know, so my perspectives are told in poetry form because I'm a poet. Yeah. But the next book that comes out, which is going to be Homicides and Heartbreaks. Wolves is the title that I'm sticking with as of right now. Okay. And then you'll you'll get to know more about the story that you're hearing in the first book. Because it's a collection of poetry, but if you follow along, it is telling a story in chronological order. Okay. When it comes to people putting together a collection of poetry, um, there's different ways to do it, bro. Um, mm-hmm. With your poems, it all depends on you and how you write. You can do it to where it's a structured story. You can do it where most poetry books are just random pieces like you know just different pieces different times in your life yeah and you know it's for different th- different pieces are for different moments it's for different things it's to invoke different thoughts and feelings you know yeah but what i tell all poets you've been writing for years pick out your best pieces and put them in a book <laughs> yeah that's really it like yeah. just by reading like a book where it's just different pieces it's almost like an anthology series where you're capturing different moments at different times and people get to really learn you and who you are and when I'm on stage I always tell people I admit things to strangers I don't like admitting to myself Mm. and that's where I think the real art comes into it where the vulnerability comes in play where for people to really connect with you and your art it has to be truth it has to be sincere like you know it has to be authentic and genuine Mm -hmm. so that's what I always tell people to do as long as you're putting together a book or you're going on stage and you're speaking your truth, nothing can go wrong. Even if you don't sell any copies, 
it yeah. doesn't matter because it's you like you know yeah the selling part literally you could be drake the biggest artist in the world you can make a grand masterpiece but if you don't show it to nobody it doesn't you know it doesn't mean it's not a masterpiece it's just you didn't show it to people yeah so a lot of artists they get discouraged when you know they don't get the likes on instagram the followers or people don't buy their books but it's like there's seven billion people in this world Mm-hmm. You're worried about your 50 friends and family members not buying your book. <laughs> it shouldn't, you shouldn't judge your success or your worth or the quality of your work based upon that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's my book, Homicides and Heartbreaks. Okay. It's a beautiful story that I hope all your listeners can get in tune with. Buy the book, support an artist, and fall in love with the story because there's more to come. Like you're, It's literally just scratching the surface right now. Yeah. And I'm so happy and excited to get the rest of it out. Cool. Well, we're happy for you. I am. I'm excited to. You're welcome. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what you have in store and what you're going to bring to us. Um, I'm ready for it. So, yeah. (laughs) And next, um, when you do come to L.A., Mm -hmm. you're more than welcome. Right now, I host a poetry event, which I entitled Smoke and Words, because I host it at a hookah lounge. I'm in California. Everybody smokes. So it's 420 friendly. It's a lounge where it's a nice intimate environment where I can drink, chill out, smoke, and just really listen to poets and let them speak their art and their truth, you know? Okay. So that's why I welcome my stage for. I, I do offer other artists to come, whether you're a comedian mm-hmm. or if you do, like, music. I usually put those people as, like, intermission acts just to cleanse the poetry palette. Yeah. You know? Okay. And then I let the poets come back up. And I always encourage people, like, hey, if you like the stories you hear today, if you want to know more about these artists, a like, a follow, it doesn't hurt, you know, just mm-hmm. follow along. You know, you might connect beyond the one piece or two pieces you heard tonight. There might be something that really hits home. Yeah. And not only is it therapeutic, but it's, it's also sometimes good to work out your problems with other people's problems. Like, you'll see how other people handle situations that you may be going through yourself. Yeah. You get to hear different perspectives. Especially from poets who, like I said, are very honest and very open and vulnerable, you know? So Mm -hmm. those things are very much needed because we live in a world now where everybody is speaking. Everyone has a platform to speak and put their voice out there, but not everyone is using their voice and like who they really are, you know? True. The screen is also like a mask that people use to go into character and put on personas. But when it comes to your art, it should be unapologetically you. You should be unapologetically yourself, unfiltered, raw, and say whatever you want and feel, you know? Yeah. So that's how I open my stage and I encourage all my artists, hey, be honest. That word that you probably crossed out and you don't want to say here, say it. Say Mm. whatever you want. This is open, free form. I love that. Yeah. That's great. So then, how did you get started in Smoking Words anyway? Like, um, did you just do it on your own? Yeah. Um. Boom. When I first landed in LA, I made sure I set up everything I needed to set up. I finished my book. Once the book was finished, I knew I had to get out there. So I was hitting every stage in the goddamn <laughs> world. <laughs> I was all over. I was in Long Beach, Hollywood, here, there, everywhere. I was going to every stage possible. Nice. Also, I went to DPL, which is the Poetry Lounge. Okay. Uh, it used to be Dante's Poetry Lounge back in the day because it was founded by Dante Basco and also another artist named Shihan. Okay. It is one of those places that's been a hallmark in my poetry life 
and in my life in general because since like middle school I've been wanting to get on that stage like <laughs> since I was a kid I'm like yo I can't wait I bought Dante's book back in the day it was entitled DPL Dante's Poetry Lounge so I was like yo I can't wait to go to this stage so the first time I went I really shed a tear and I've been going ever since oh nice and once I accomplished that I'm like all right I don't want to just keep going to open mics I want to be featured somewhere or I want to do my own show so Mm-hmm. when I was going to different open mics, I ran across this lounge and I seen the setup. I seen it was a great spot to do it. Me and the owner, we talked about it. She used to host a poetry lounge, a poetry show there before, mm-hmm. but it's been vacant for quite some time. Corona hit, you know, Corona mm-hmm. killed everything. Yeah. So I was like, yo, this is perfect timing. I'm like, look, I'm hosting this goddamn show. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, she told me to like have creative freedom to make it my own. I'm like, look, it's a, it's a hookah lounge. Like, like we're partners in this, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm going to title it Smoking Words. That way people know you come here to smoke. <laughs> okay. And you come here to hear the words and let's do it. And cool. since then, it's been a beautiful partnership. Um, we've been one of the most consistent poetry shows in LA. Mm-hmm. Everywhere is opening back up now because, you know, the mask, everything is like lifting. The mandate's a summer. People are outside. Yeah. And we've been holding it down for quite some time. And we're buzzing through the streets. Uh, and my show's... I don't like to focus on the brand. I don't really care about smoking words, the name. It doesn't really matter. Like, mm-hmm. I highlight my artists. So if you come to my stage, best believe I'm posting you. I'm not going to post your entire piece because I'm somebody I don't like doing. That. I don't like posting people's entire pieces unless they want me to. But yeah, I'll just pick out a little excerpt or a nice snippet. So whoever does end up hearing this, they'll be like, whoa, I mm-hmm. want to hear the rest of this. Let me check out this artist, you know? Yeah. So that's why I use my platform for them, just to get artist recognition and for me to connect with artists myself because I'm still new to the mm-hmm. artistry community out here in LA and so far it's been so welcoming so I just want to branch off and connect with different artists mm-hmm. I want to give artists their time to shine because a lot of places you know we people pay like some I know some artists that use their last ten dollars or something just to go to an open mic get their words out there and then the host or whoever or whatever is doing the poetry lounge or doing like the poetry event Mm-hmm. They don't even support the artist. You don't post the artist. And it's like, wow, these people paid their money to come here. Not just to say some words, but to, you know, get some recognition, like get connect with some people. And that's why I think it's very important. Yeah. Because so many artists that are so amazing, geniuses, <laughs> but they just don't have the platform to explain it. Like they don't have the platform to let people hear them. So yeah. if someone is paying to get on your platform, I feel like you should be letting the people hear them. Yeah. So that's how I structure my shows. That's great. And I think that's amazing that you do that because like now that you said that, so many people, so many hosts don't do that. So um, that's awesome that you do try to broadcast other poets and like put their work out there so everyone can see it. Because like you said, they are paying to basically still perform in instead of it being the other way around. Um, so that's great. I think that's, I think you're an amazing host for doing that. <laughs> so, Thank you. You're welcome. I've been getting great feedback so far. And that's great. Yeah. That's good. Like said, that's all I want to do. I just want to connect with artists out here. I just want to get immersed with everybody and everything and just keep bubbling and moving forward. That sounds good. And you will for sure. So then, um, I guess I just want to know, like, what are your future plans? Do you, if you don't mind sharing that, what else do you have in store? 
other than what you already shared, like with your books and stuff. <laughs> well, look, Homicides and Heartbreaks mm-hmm. is a beautiful story, as I said before, and it's going to be told over different mediums. I have the book out. Second book is coming. Okay. I have a trailer to the short film. The music video I put out is acts as a part of that. I'm going to put some heavy promotion behind it when I get the other visuals out that I have in the chamber. So that's really what I'm focused on right now. Homicides and Heartbreaks is my Harry Potter. It's my magnum opus. (laughs) So I have so much more of the story to tell. Every day as I'm living and breathing, the story is growing. So I got to catch up with myself. Mm -hmm. So that's what the people can look forward to. Um, Homicides and Heartbreaks. That story will continue in book form, film form, music, and all through the mediums of art that there are. And if I knew how to draw, you would get some homicides and heartbreak drawings. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, with my poetry in my life itself is, is that duality, you know? Yeah. Homicides and heartbreaks doesn't just mean murders and getting broken up with, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's broad topics, you know? It's, it's the things that hold us and are crutches to us, you know? Because I know a lot of powerful artists and people and engineers and doctors and lawyers and da, 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 and people that could be astronauts you know mm-hmm. but the conditions that we live in the things that we go through in life it hinders us and it's like yeah I know I could be great I could save the world but they just killed my cousin yesterday mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do about that you know yeah so I just feel like homicides and heartbreaks are the two things that hold a lot of people back in life you know and it's like certain things will either make you or break you and it's all about how you react to these things sure yeah that's true since the dawn of time i feel like homicides and heartbreaks have always existed you know we try to speak of making the world or america go back to a certain time but it's like if you think about it even if you're not religious or not mm-hmm. let's trick christianity for example cain and abel you know they Cain murdered Abel and he was like what the third person alive in history <laughs> or the fourth, like, you know what I'm saying like yeah I think it's silly for us to believe murder and violence and just sin itself mm-hmm. you know is like foreign to us I feel like we have to understand that it's part of us it's who we are as people you know within yeah. everyone they have that duality yeah the more capacity for love you have the greater the capacity for hate you have. Mm. So that's how I like to explore my arts where I don't want to just show the glitter and gold, you know, it's it's always something behind the scenes. There's always a darker undertone to things, you know? Yeah. And that's why I just try to highlight, like I question, I question life, I question death, mm-hmm. you know, I question love, I question unrequited love, you know? I just try to make sure that when I am talking about side A, you never forget about side B. Wow, that makes sense. Yeah. And I agree with that for sure. That duality is definitely there. And a lot of people try to <laughs> try their hardest to subside the the negative part that's about hate and wanting, you know. So I get that for sure. So yeah. it's contradictions are part of human nature. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're all walking contradictions, you know. Yeah. We'll say we'll never smoke again, we'll never do this again, and then do it the next moment, you know. That's true. Have this all the time. That's true. Oh my God, you shouldn't eat that or you shouldn't do that. Or my hey, my dog can't eat that, but then you go and eat McDonald's and bullshit. So it's like <laughs> you know, we're all walking contradictions. 
And the moment that we embrace that and understand that, that's when you really like hit enlightenment, you know? Yeah. If you try to be ignorant and (laughs) ignore those things, it's like, you're just, you're just living blind because the world is not all sunshines and rainbows and it never has been. Right. That is true. And that's, um, that's interesting for you to say that because it just makes me feel like with me sharing my poetry, I felt like, man, I don't, I don't think these people are going to enjoy this because uh, I've had quite a few people tell me like, oh, you know, your poems are pretty dense and um, they talk about heavy subjects and a part of me is just like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be sharing this <laughs> 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 because I just, um, for several reasons, you know, I don't want people to think like that's just all I'm about, you know, like, oh, the, there's that depressed girl, well, you know, <laughs> sharing some, some Shit, more For every one person shit. that says that, there's thousands that agree with you. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> but you're right so um I definitely try to you know show the other side as well like my other poems that well I haven't shown as much but I plan to this spring but um just show like you know that that duality like you're saying so but yeah as I, I appreciate that <laughs> But how do you be comfortable with being so vulnerable to share your poetry to everyone? Because it sounds like, you know, you've been doing this for a while now. And um, it's been a a dream of yours. So I guess maybe you're just naturally comfortable. But is it like, are you comfortable all the time? Mm-hmm. My number one affirmation in life is like, it's better than dying. So when I want to get on a roller coaster, if I want to do anything... I just tell myself, like, yo, it's better than dying. <laughs> like, to this day, I don't care how many stages I hit. I really don't give a hell. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm still nervous. Okay. Actually, I was on stage at, in front of, like, 300 people the other day. And I was sitting on stage by myself while other performers are coming up from the crowd. And I had somebody come sit next to me. And they're like, yo, why are you on stage? I'm like, we're artists. We're here to be seen. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, why sit in the crowd? It's And it's like, you're not nervous? I was like, look, feel my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous, but I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm going, like, you know? Yeah. That's what it is. I think um, if you aren't nervous in what you're doing, then shout outs to you. But the nervousness is what makes me want to do it even more. Because like I said, I'm stubborn. Mm-hmm. So whether someone else is telling me or my body's telling me not to do something, I'm going to do it. You know? Yeah. That's just me. That's my personality. I just like that's... going for things. Okay. Well, that's good. That's cool. That works. Yeah. Cool. I think that's the number one reason why, like, my slogan used to be spoken, like, smoking, um, sincere words, spoken, but never heard. Mm-hmm. It's like, just like what I said in Notepad, it's, you're gonna, you're gonna hear these words. I don't care if I gotta scream them, write it, send it to you. I don't care. It's like, you don't want to listen? Okay, well, I'm gonna tell everybody else now. <laughs> like, I gotta get my emotions out there. Like, I can't filter myself. Yeah. So that's, that's really what it is. I don't, I don't want to share these things. I don't want to admit these things, but it's like, I do it. I feel you. Well, that's good. I love that. So are there any poems of yours that you just keep to yourself and you don't share with anyone? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's some poems that I've written years ago that I don't have memorized because I don't like reading them. Like sometimes I'll write a poem Mm -hmm. and never look at that shit again. Like never. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. There's actually, there's there's a few pieces in in my book that I put out that was written years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that 
it wasn't until I was piecing together certain things for the book that I read it again. I'm like, wow, I forgot all about this. <laughs> I have so many poems that are like half written and just, you know, I just need to get, I just got to get my feelings out in that moment and it's the release and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. Well, that's cool. So then um, why do you keep those poems kind of like off to the side? Why haven't you shared them? Um, some pieces that I do share, I feel like they're performance pieces where it's good. There's some pieces that are just therapeutic pieces where it's like, all right, this isn't a poem for a performance. It's just my general outlook feelings to put out there. Mm-hmm. And the ones that I haven't put out there, it wasn't like conscious, like I've written this, I wrote this, I'm, I'm not going to share. It's just, I wasn't in the mood for it. Okay. Um, boom. I said this the other day at one of my shows, um, you know, Summer Walker, right? The singer. Yes. She did a concert recently. I don't know if you saw it. And she told the fans, like, I know you guys want to hear this song, this song, this song. But she's like, I can't, I can't sing it right now. Like, like some artists don't write their music. They don't write their words. She mm-hmm. says she writes her words. So it's like, I felt her. Because, like, when you're connected with these pieces and it's very heavy topics, you know, mm-hmm. it's not that you're scared to read it. It's just you don't want to. Because, like, you don't want to be put back into those places, you know? Yeah. So that's really what it is. It's just certain pieces that I haven't like read out loud to other people. Mm-hmm. It's because I don't even read it to myself. You know, it's like I don't. I I probably couldn't even make it through the poem. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it wouldn't be therapeutic. It wouldn't be good for a performance. It's literally just there for me to release that energy, that moment, and just put it away. You know? Yeah. That makes maybe sense. one day I will. You know, certain poems. Because there have been poems that I've said that about and felt that about. But time has gone past to where, like, I feel comfortable now sharing it. So, yeah. as an artist, you know, it's just, you're here for the people, but, you know, it's, it's you. Mm-hmm. You don't want to just divulge everything about yourself. And, you know, you can't, you can't force yourself to dance and sing along to a song or a poem or something that's not here for that. <laughs> you know? True. Okay. I'm sure even with you, I'm pretty sure you have some pieces that, like, you just don't want to read, you know? You just don't want to read it. Yeah, of course. I can relate yeah. to that for sure. Yeah. Um, so there, there's quite a few of them. <laughs> so, um, and there's some of them where it's like I'll share it to my family and friends, but then, yeah, I wouldn't share it to social media and everyone or perform it. So, yeah, I, I can relate to that for sure. Well, Sincere, I am glad we did this. Um, I don't have too many questions. I don't. Um, I feel like I... I was going to, but but not really. I feel as if you've already answered all of them anyway. So um, do you feel as if there's anything you'd like to ask me or even share anything else? What are you working on currently, Ro? What is the next steps in your poetry journey? Yeah, so of course, because I've been harassing you about it, I am working on my book, and um, I... I haven't put a deadline on it yet because I, I'm still just kind of right now. I'm working on just revising the poems and getting them to where I feel content with putting them out there. And then also I have someone uh, working on the cover for me as well. But I'm working on my book and I'm going to title it "Healing at Its Finest," and um, I'm just still doing this podcast and then. 
trying to still do some shows. I don't I haven't attended any too many lately, but I plan to this summer. And that's about it, really. That's just where I'm at with it. I'd like to be able to travel and perform and stuff like that too, eventually. Black community of poets. Um, it's smaller, but it's still fun, you know, for the most part. But they just host like once a month type of thing. So it's not a every weekend type of ordeal. It's just kind of sporadic. So it doesn't really, it's not, to me, it's not as strong and as nice as I would like for it to be. But then again, I am just starting. So last year is when I just started to really go and perform. So I'm still getting to know myself, if that answers your question. <laughs> No, makes sense. Okay. I like your poetry. I would suggest you do try to get out there more and do hit these stages and, you know, get it out there. Because I'm pretty sure people will love it the same way I do. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you're right. I, I should. I will. Yeah, trust me. If you was trash, <laughs> I'll tell you to pack it up. Give it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I'd like it. You know, maybe podcast is for you, bro. Not poetry. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I will for sure. Um, I guess like I I feel better when I am somewhere else performing rather than Denver. So, for example, when I went to Houston and I performed, it was a great environment. I didn't want to leave that, you know, so versus being here, I don't feel as motivated to get out. And I know that kind of sounds crazy because there's no. my hometown, but yeah. <laughs> but if your hometown isn't like breeding those emotions for you in that environment, then it makes sense, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to grow in the closet. You know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> that's true. You're right. But um, it it's it's getting there. They're they're trying to make things happen. So I'm I'm gonna stick to it and just see how it goes. But you're right. I'll definitely have to get out some more. But as far as uh, my my cover goes for my book, <laughs> I appreciate your suggestion, but that's that's kind of like um, not where I'm going with it. <laughs> but I might put that in the book, like maybe I don't know somewhere at the bar at the back where it's like you the part where you're explaining yourself, get to know the author part, maybe. Or make it a poster and send it to me. There. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny <laughs> thank you um, <laughs> he's like you laughing but I'm dead ass, I'm dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um, I appreciate that I will do that for you how much you willing to pay for it right, we'll discuss prices later just make, okay. just make it happen <laughs> <laughs> okay what was the last piece that you've put out or written the last piece i've written mm -hmm. or put out um okay so the last piece i put out was the sobriety one where i with okay. my the yellow dress <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so um that one does just kind of explain where i'm at right now in my life and um just kind of taking this time to just be about myself and like not depending on anything to make me feel better or anything like having an escapism for lack of better words and just just I guess being wholeheartedly with myself and just sitting with myself by myself so that's why 
I written that one and shared it. But um, the last poem I've written is, um, it doesn't have a title to it because it was actually a request from my cousin. Um, he's going to be launching his clothing line. So he wanted me to create a poem for it. And um, I was excited for that. I was like surprised that he was even enjoying my poetry and even noticing my poetry at all. So um I, I wrote that piece for him. He wanted it to be about unity, love, motivation, and originality. And okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's a great, right? that's a great <laughs> poem. Yeah. <laughs> and you would think that because with those topics, it would have been like quick and easy for me to write a poem because usually it is. But for some reason, I just, it took me a while to create this poem. I just couldn't figure out what to say and I'm just like um I can write about love all day you know <laughs> tons mm -hmm. of love poems but to uh to kind of make it not so much of a love poem towards uh, another significant other but love in general like mm -hmm. just as a community and everything um for some reason that was tough for me but I was pretty I was content with the outcome of it and he loves it so yeah that's dope yeah yeah when you know i can do the same when people say hey write a poem about this i can but it's mm -hmm. like you know it's like, <laughs> some things it's like i don't want to write about all the mm. time or at the moment but i yeah. guess that's what you mean that's fair because yeah. i feel like if i do just like do an improv like or spur the moment poem about just any random it just it may be a little hollow like you know yeah I don't like that. I don't like when I'm requested to write something about, like, you know, it's just like, that's having more substance. Like, I used to write poems for other people, mm -hmm. but before I do, I have to tell them, like, yo, you got to send me some details, like, about your situation or this or that, that, and that, and that. you know, like, I wanted to make it my honest feelings or your honest feelings trying to portray it, because I can't just write some random blanket shit and go, hey, yeah, this is it. Yeah, <laughs> it exactly. Won't, it won't feel right for me in my artistry, like, you know? Yeah. That's exactly how I felt, too. So I definitely had to pick his brain. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> asking a, a million questions. Like, well, what is it that you want? You know, how do you feel? Um, that's how it was with my other cousin. She had me to write a poem. I titled it To Be Intimate With You. With uh, Tyrese's song playing in the background lately. And um, it's kind of like a shadow outlining of my body. I don't know if you've seen that one. But, um. Mm -hmm. I was able <laughs> yeah, I'm interested now hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but she had me to write a poem about intimacy basically and mm -hmm. I was like okay I, at first I was like okay yeah I could do that and then I had this whole other idea and after I finished writing that poem I was like no this isn't it it's just not it so I had to have a conversation with her to like understand what she how she viewed intimacy a bit and even after that, our conversation, I still just couldn't get it. So, but after another conversation with another cousin of mine, we were talking and it was just random though. It had nothing to do with the poem. But then after that conversation, it was like, oh, okay, great. Something clicked. And then I was able to write the poem with no problem. And I was like, I can relate to this feeling now that I understand what we're trying to, how we're trying to explain intimacy. So 
I did that and she loved it. She was like, oh yeah, this is definitely how I feel. I'm like, okay, great. I feel the same. <laughs> so it was nice to write. Yeah, I had to double back to this poem and I'm mad I missed this shit because this is fire. <laughs> <laughs> this is fire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> I have a new poster request now. Look. Okay. <laughs> I got a whole new request now. <laughs> <laughs> nice okay well we'll we'll talk business afterwards mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you what is the last thing you've read last poem you've written Ooh, the last poem i've written um was actually at my last show okay i, I was hosting and right before i started hosting i got some very upsetting news and it just threw me off you know Mm-hmm. And in true poet fashion, I, I I told the crowd like, "Yo, I usually I start my shows and I interject myself within my shows to do my own pieces in between mm-hmm. the artists or like I said I'll start and finish the show, but I was just off it that night, like you know." And I told him like, "Yo, I know you guys are expecting me to say something, but I can't right now." And I was like, "I'm going through something, and I'm going to try to put it into words and on a piece of paper, and I will then share with you guys what I'm going through to see if you can understand." So that was the last piece that I've written. And it was very, like, spur the moment, raw, uncut, unfinished, you know? Okay. And speaking of which, you know, you just reminded me, like, I, like I said, sometimes I write things just to get certain emotions out. And mm-hmm. I, like, I just won't never look at it again. But that yeah. is a piece that I will go back to. Okay, cool. Before that, that was Thursday. Before that, the last piece I wrote before that was on Tuesday. I did a show and... A lot of times when I go to different shows, I don't always do my rehearsed material, things I would do. I like, honestly, I like doing things the day of or the day before. Like, I like writing specific pieces fresh for this fresh new audience. Okay. That's cool. But that's what I like to do. Whenever I'm at, like, a show, I do always like to interject something fresh and new, whether it's Mm -hmm. my shows or if I'm getting on someone else's stage. That's good. I try to make it fun like that because... I'm somebody who, with music, it's easy mm-hmm. to, like, always hear the same song. Like, you know, when you go to your favorite artist's concert because you want to hear the favorite song. Like, you know, like, you want to, it's it could be repetitive. Yeah. I feel like with some poems, like, for me personally, I don't want to listen to this thing over and over again, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I try to, like, always do something fresh and new. Mm-hmm. I don't even like doing the same poems over and over again. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. So then what inspires that fresh and new poem? Like, do you go based off of the vibe you're kind of getting from the crowd or like like what you would think they would want to hear? Or just, is it just another outlet and release type of poem? Both. Like, I would, I would go off of the energy at the moment of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Or if, like, I ran this the day before or that day of, it's just... I go off of what's current in the moment. Like, okay. how am I feeling today? What do I want to share today? Like, you know? Gotcha. That's how I preference it. I okay. always try to mix it up, do something different. Um, as of as of lately, within these last X amount of years, I've been really trying to stay on brand for the stories and things that I want to tell. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've turned down a lot of opportunities and things because it was just off brand for me. Like, recently I had a photo shoot where they wanted me to do some other shit, and I'm just like, yo... You, you, you might as well just get like a blanket model to fit your creation and your art style mm-hmm. because I'm an artist myself 
and I can't compromise my artistry to fit into your artist world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, same thing with poetry, too. It's like, now, if somebody was to tell me to write certain poems, it's like, I probably wouldn't, Mm -hmm. depending on the topic or the subject matter or how it is, because it's like, if I feel like it's hollow and it's not authentic or sincere words, Mm -hmm. then I don't want to do it. That's fair. I get that. To go back to what you were saying earlier when you said... Some people can't connect with some of the topics you talk about, but mm-hmm. if that's what you want to talk about, then make that yet. That's what you talk about, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Stay on brand. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So you just be the email sad girl from now on. Just do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll do that. I am slowly making that transition with sharing my other poems, though, because um, with my book, it's like it starts off with the 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 depressing poems and it's like real rough to get through at the beginning <laughs> but yeah. as you get through it and then get to the end then that's when it's better and it's like oh okay there's the exciting girl that we've known for all these times you know so yeah that's where I'm at with it you can't expect to get the same emotions and the same person from the same person you know every time you speak to them we're not all yeah. going to give the same energy at all times, at all right. throughout their years. So if you have a loyal fan base, they'll follow along with your story, whether it's ups and downs, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. I think that you should go on a world tour. Poetry Row. Hit every yeah. state. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. I would like to um, be able to travel and have different shows since I I just learned that that's a thing, you know, for um, I didn't realize poets even do that, like how comedians and other artists do. So I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. I would love to do that. I feel like this was a good episode. I don't like I, was I saying, think so I, as well. Yeah, I'm glad you did this with me. Thank you. I'm happy as well, too. Especially now I'm going to get two new posters signed by you. It's going to be lit. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, we're closing out. Sincere, do you want to share um, anything else with the listeners? Like if they ought to have them follow you or anything? Well, for the listeners, if you would like to get in tune with me and my story, please follow me on Instagram at sincerewords underscore underscore underscore. From there in my bio, is links to everywhere else you can find me and my arts. So please just follow along with the story. Support your local artists. Yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. Well, this was a great episode of Poetry on the Go with Ro titled Notepad with my special guest poet, Sincere Words. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Yes. (laughs) This was dope. dope. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And just tune in next week for more content.